Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Kev on stage with the lovely and luxurious Miss Kev on stage. And this is Love Hour-ish, where we do a podcast about relationships and the like for about an hour-ish, sometimes more, sometimes less, depending on the topic. And today's topic... Today's topic is um, Chris Rock getting divorced from his wife of 19 years. 19 years, Liz. It's a long time. 19 years. And the worst part, the worst part, or the best, depending on who you are, prenup expired 18 months ago. Mm-hmm. Prenup expired 18 months ago. They signed it in 1996. 18 years later, they get divorced. So I'm going to read the story real quick. The reason behind Chris Rock's divorce has been revealed, and it's pretty simple. He just wasn't happy in his marriage anymore. The source that is close to the couple informed TMZ, the comedian just didn't want to continue being in a marriage that wasn't fulfilling. Rock filed for divorce in New Jersey court earlier this month from his wife of 19 years, Malak or Malak Compton Rock. The source also told TMZ, that the divorce process will be simple and that all the top five star wants is shared custody of this of his 12-year-old and 10-year-old daughters, whom he says soon-to-be ex-wife has been keeping away from him. However, Compton Rock issued a statement December 30th refu- refuting these allegations. And I quote, Malak is saddened and disappointed that Chris has accused her of keeping their children from him, which he knows is untrue and can easily be disproved. Her attorney, David Aronson, said in the statement, we all know Chris leads a very busy public life while Malak and her, their children definitely do not. She hopes that the privacy of their children is still important to Chris as it is to her and that it will be respected. They will always be the main focus of her life. It turns out that the Rocks have been preparing for their divorce since November and identified the community property that will be split between them once they divorce. However, Here may be some drama when it comes down to how much spousal support Compton Rock gets. Since they have been married for almost two decades, the prenuptial agreement that they signed back in 1996 has expired. Rock pointed out in the divorce documents that Compton Rock has the ability to work and contribute to her own support, which may be an attempt to pay the bare minimum of spousal support or not pay at all. Liz, what did you think when you heard Chris Rock was getting divorced? Um, I was sad that another celebrity couple who I've seen a few different times on the red carpet and, you know, from the looks of it, they seemed happy. They had a long relationship. And so, I don't know, I was was a little sad, a little disappointed um, that another one bites the dust. Doots, 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 another one bites the dust. Do you feel like celebrities get divorced more often than regular people? Absolutely. I think that's statistically true, too. Like, among the population of celebrities, their divorce rate's higher than that of regular common folk. Uh But pretty much everybody I know, not pretty much, but plenty of people I know got divorced. But I feel like there's less celebrities like, Will Smith and Jade are the only people that I can think of that <laughs> haven't got divorced at least once. No, Will's been divorced once. Has he? Yeah, to Trey's mom. 
Were they married? Yeah, Sheree, Sheree, whatever her name is. No way. Yeah. I thought that was just Baby Out of Wedlock. No, he was married to her. They got married really young when he was like first famous. <sighs> first famous. <laughs> first famous will get you every time. The first thing that I thought about when Chris Rock and his wife got divorced is, <sighs> now Liz is going to be worried that this might happen to us. I don't know why it's the first thing I thought about. Because with other celebrities, like when Nick and Rye got divorced, I was just like, I hope nobody, nobody cares. But I think because Chris Rock said he was just unhappy. That's probably the scariest thing to me about his divorce is he said he's just unhappy. It's like, okay, she cheated on him. They get divorced. He cheated on her. They can't, you know, separate the money, whatever. She gained a lot of weight. Any of that, I'd be like, oh, I can understand that. But just saying you're just unhappy, like, you know what? Like, I saw one article, and I don't know if he said this or not, but I saw one article that was like, he um, just didn't want to be married anymore. Like, after 19 years, I feel like you'd be closer to being like, I'm just going to love her forever. But just saying that I'm just unhappy now, that has to be the worst thing about it to me. Right? Is that is that not how you feel? No, I don't really feel like that because I think that when you're in... First of all, life is too short to be with somebody and be miserable. It's just, life is just way too short. 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, you still have a long life to live and every day is longer miserable. Um, But then the other thing is that um, people don't just get divorced and decide they're happy, unhappy one day. You're unhappy over a course of, uh, you know, of years of time. And I'm sure he's had that conversation with Compton Rock, whatever her first, Malak, Malik, whatever her name is. Um, I'm sure they've had that conversation countless times. They've probably done counseling. They've probably made New Year's resolutions. They probably tried this, that, and the other. And then you just get to a point where you just decide this isn't working and I'm unhappy and I don't want to continue to be unhappy. And I'm not one to advocate for divorce, but I can understand, you know, being happy is important. And if you're going to go to bed with someone every single night and wake up in the morning with this person, you should be happy. So is unhappiness a valid reason for a divorce? Because coming up in church, it was adultery only. But to you, if I just tell you after 19 years, I'm unhappy and I want to get divorced, are you going to be like, "Eh, okay. No, of course you want to fight for your marriage. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily um, biblical grounds for divorce. Um, However, if you're at a job that you hate, eventually you quit. If you're attending a church and you don't like the people and you dread going eventually you change your membership. If you have a vehicle and you do not like it, you hate getting into it, you get a new vehicle. So I understand that happiness is important. And if you're going to spend the rest of your natural life with someone, you should be happy. So you are, so I don't, did you answer clearly that like unhappiness? It is not a biblical grounds for divorce. Absolutely not. But you, but you would, would you, okay. So let me ask you this, Kevin and Melissa, not hypothetically Kevin and Melissa if I don't cheat on you and I don't you know I'm not being disrespectful to you but you just feel unhappy would you would you be like Kevin I want I mean eventually counseling and all that but would you say unhappiness is the is the fault would would you would I cite unhappiness yeah if you were filing for divorce would you would you cite unhappiness yeah I I could see that happening Really? Mm-hmm. Are you happy in your marriage? By the way? I am happy. But 
I understand that happiness is important in relationships because it's not just unhappiness. It probably, in the article, they said he's a busy man. He's probably not home a lot. They're probably not spending a lot of time together. They probably don't see eye to eye on things. Like, happiness is a symptom of other things that are going on. We don't know the, you know, the details of it, but I'm just saying I understand. And I and I know we know a pastor and first lady that got divorced in Washington after forty years, forty years and seven kids, and Lord knows it how was many like grandkids. thirty years of marriage. Yeah, thirty and, years of marriage and you got divorced. And why? He didn't cheat. He didn't cheat. She didn't cheat. I don't think money was an issue. He actually said he was just unhappy. And to me, I just can't imagine that. Like thirty years of marriage and you're just going to be like. I'm going to throw in the towel now. Because it's not, you wake up one day and you're like, I'm unhappy. No, it's day after day after day, month after month after month, year after year after year. It's like being on your period all the time. It's like being on your period all the time where just everything he does just annoys you and you're just like razzled and frazzled. How in the world? How? What? That's what I feel like. Like, you, you know how when you're on your period, I mean, I don't know, but you imagine... That you're just your emotions are a little more on edge, and your husband more likely can be upsetting you. Blah blah blah. I don't, man. I don't, I don't know about that analogy. You just kind of gave me a headache thinking about it because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I just, I don't know, if misery, misery. I don't know. I, I, it's probably hard for me to understand because I'm not unhappy, so it, it makes. But me, imagine you were at your at your at the bank. Okay, yes. You were extremely unhappy. Hated that job. Hated the boss. Now you're committed to doing that for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's a fantastic point. You wake up and you're just like, uh, You're miserable. Your lunch break's too short. Vacations are too short. The days are too long. I don't know. I just, to me, I, I would have ever only thought uh, infidelity or like abuse kind of coming up. That's what you, the only thing you ever thought. Um... But an unhappiness is, is weird. Now, here's the thing that makes me afraid. I lead a very busy life. I'm gone from home a lot. Am I going to come home one day and you be like, Kevin, I'm unhappy? Well, this is the thing. And this is a point that we have here. That I don't know, obviously, the rocks personally. But one thing that's important is you have to voice your unhappiness. To give your spouse the opportunity to fix those things, resolve those things, medicate or not medicate, but yet resolve whatever issues you feel like you have. So that way you can have a happy relationship. God didn't put us in these relationships to be, you know, life partners and to be unhappy because they didn't cheat on you. You, you, you need to figure out how to find your happy. So tell your spouse I, I'm unhappy and these are the reasons why and these are the things we need to work toward so that way I can find my happiness and I can be happy in this relationship. Do you feel like you've ever voiced that in your marriage? Yes. A few years ago when I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I think I want to work out. I think I want to <laughs> have my own voice. I don't really know what to do. I was like really like, I don't know, I was having like a, a moment where I didn't feel like I knew I was I I knew who I was in the scheme of Kev on stage, and but I felt like I voiced that to you. Do you think I did? 
I don't know that it came across as clearly as I'm unhappy because men don't read. I want to work out as I'm unhappy in my marriage. I'm just like, no, you know, I don't I'm like, know that I was unhappy in my marriage as much as I was just like unhappy in life. Like I was like, I don't really know what I want to do. But even that, even unhappy in life, I wouldn't, if you say I want to work out, I don't know what I want to do. To me, I'm just like, oh, so what do you want to do? Like, I think that's really how I approached it. Like, you want to work out? Sure, let's go to the gym. But not attributing that to unhappiness. Um, And interestingly enough, Chris Rock is the one who said he was unhappy. It wasn't, she didn't say it. It seemed like she, I mean, I'm I'm guessing Well, he filed. You don't know. Oh, it could have been mutual. Mm -hmm. Right. But I mean, I guess I'm saying it would make more sense to me if she filed and cited unhappiness. Due to his schedule and blah blah blah, but him filing and saying unhappy, you know, ha- unhappiness makes it more like man, Chris Rock is unhappy, man, and um, I don't know. So, what do you think? Like when I first think of this, when this first happened, my mind was immediately like, okay, what can I do to make sure? This doesn't happen to me. Does that come across your mind when you hear of that stuff for celebrities or is it just like totally unrelated? I mean, sometimes it does, but sometimes I just read it for. For what it is. Yeah. A couple years ago, my dad and mom went through like a, a patch and I was just like, man, because they've been married for over 20 years, 23 years or something like that. 20, just made maybe 21 or something like that. And and for the for all intents and purposes, had a great marriage, and I was just it it made me be like, man, this it's so real when it hits home. I guess you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it hit home for me, and I was a little bit uh, on word. So the first the first thing that I think of is is how to keep the fire alive, and the first thing I would suggest keep your fire alive is to um. Try anal. <laughs> you gotta spice it up. You're always expecting the same thing over and over and over, and you gotta switch it up. You know what I mean? I li- I mean, if you go anal, you're you're you gotta be surprised, right? <laughs> totally joking. I'm not suggesting you sodomize your partner as a means to uh uh um stay married. But one thing seriously that you that I've always thought about is people ask how to me and Lisa, you know, keep the fire alive. We've been married for 10 years and we've been together. We started dating in the year 2000. So we were together, have been together 14 years and married 10 years. And people ask, how do you do it? And in, in, in a cliche way, but not, I feel like as you age and mature and grow your marriage shifts as well right so the what i mean by that is Alyssa and i are not the same people so as you continue to date and marry and get to know your partner they it's almost like getting to know a new person you know because you know for example pre-kids we were different people you know Alyssa as a mother is a different person than you know 20 years old we got married 21 21 yeah 21 year old no kids melissa is very different you know, early in her career is very different than, you know, 30-year-old, been a parent for eight years. Are we 31? Mm-hmm. 31-year-old, been a parent for eight years, Melissa. 
So in that ways, it's almost like being married to a version. It's kind of like AOL. You have AOL original in 2.0, 3.0. So this is like Lissa 8.0. So I think part of staying together for a long time is being open to um, getting to know your partner over and over and over and over again as they change and as life kind of changes them. Do you have any tips? No, I said mine. Voice your unhappiness. And you have um, dating. You said that. I did? I didn't say dating. You said you have to... Oh, I guess you didn't. Yeah. That's your tip. How <laughs> you, You're not going... That you have to date often. <laughs> you kind of said that because you said you have to... Um, date find 1.0 2 I thought that's where you were going no I had said nothing about dating I heard dating see you never listen to me that's what I feel like I feel like you never listen to me we can go and play the tape back 30 seconds ago you should because I thought you said dating I didn't okay but we, we I think um one thing Melissa and I do we actually <laughs> had a date plan that got canceled because we are in LA just not able to get these babysitters lined up. Mm-hmm. We have like one person that can line the babysits our kids and if they're not available we're just out of luck. So that happened a couple weeks ago. I had all this stuff planned and then the babysitter fell through so it was just like alright what's up on Netflix? Mm-hmm. So luckily we found a new show on Netflix but um, one of the things that we do um, is date like you would date if you weren't married and we also vacation without the kids, too. A lot of parents, a lot of families that I knew, even my family, my mom and dad never took vacation without us. It was every vacation was a family vacation. But I feel like we have to vacation with the kids, which we do often, and vacation without them, which we do less often, but we still do it because, you know, some things you just can't do with the kids. And you love them, but... You know, our kids are eight and six, so in 10 or 12 years, 14 years, however long, they're going to be gone, and you don't want to run into a situation where, you know, 20 years down the line, you've only been mom and dad, and then the kids go to college and get married, and then you are stuck not even knowing who you are anymore, because that happens. Mm-hmm. That happens a lot in marriages. People become, you know, roles as opposed to partners you know you're just mom dad i bring the bed and bacon in you cook it feed the kids get them off to school blah 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 so and good luck to chris rock and malak malik um on their future i hope they i hope they i hope they change their mind can you change your mind from filing for divorce absolutely when is it final when the divorce is finalized Mm -hmm. i think you have like a waiting period and then you have to um you have like a waiting period, then you can file, and then it's like so many days, like whatever, so many days, X amount of days after that is final. Cool. All right, moving on. One of the things that we want to do on the podcast is answer your questions. There are going to be things that we want to talk about, and also things that um, you guys want to talk about. It's as much your show as it is ours, and this is the first one, so this is a uh, dear Kev on stage that we're just going to answer together. But in the future, if you want to ask us a question, you can email dear Kevin Liss and use Kev on stage mm. 
at gmail.com. So in the subject, Dear Kevin List, we'll answer it on the show and um, we'll pro- do at least one of these per show. So just Dear Kevin List in the subject or at the beginning so I know it's the between, difference between Kev on stage, Dear Kevin on stage and um, the Love Hour stuff. So today's question is, what is your take on being a Christian and online dating? I'm a young Christian woman, very active in my church, but there are no single men in my ministry. I thought about online dating. My pastors don't believe in the idea of it. Take it away, Liz. So my take on online dating, I don't see anything wrong with it. We're in 2015 now. 15! Happy New Year! Happy New Year. And um, it's just the way of technology. That's People are technologically sound in 2015 as opposed to 1960 or, you know, whatever time that your pastor, you know, whatever time frame your pastors probably grew up in. So it's, I don't see anything wrong with online dating. It's no different than meeting someone in person or going on a blind date or whatever have you. You just use the computer as a mode of um, interaction or yeah, to meet people. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it's very 2015. So if you were single right now, would you online date? Would I online? No. (laughs) (laughs) But not because I don't believe in it, because I'm probably just a little bit more shy than I'm not one of those people that would just put myself out there. However, I don't think there's anything wrong with other people doing it. In fact, I encourage other people to do it. But if I were a single woman, I probably would not do it. Just because that's just not my MO. My person, my personality, my perspective. Um, I think in some ways, a lot of what we do is online dating, whether it's on eHarmony or Twitter and Instagram or Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you have to necessarily sign up for a dating website to be online dating. A lot of people find out about each other through like DMs or Facebook friends and becomes a message and then blah, blah, blah. So I think in some ways you do online day. You definitely have people who have crushes on Instagram or whatever and are afraid to talk to them or whatever. Um, as far as Christianity, I, I don't, there wasn't computers in the Bible. So <laughs> I don't know. Like I would love to hear what your pastor said, why they're against it. Because, um, I mean, I think a lot of people I don't know how you can be against it with a biblical basis. Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine any scripture, you know, I mean, there might be an updated, he that findeth a wife on eHarmony.com findeth <laughs> a good thing. But, um, and isn't uh, eHarmony biblically based? I think that's Christian Mingo. No, I thought eHarmony was also, um, no, nah, the devil, the devil would be yeah. using eHarmony and Zeusk. Well, whatever. There's Christian mingle, so clearly they're of the devil too. Then <laughs> he didn't say it was the, of the devil. She oh. said he didn't believe in the oh. idea of it. You know, but to your to your question, a bigger problem is there's not as many there's not as many available men in churches as there are available women. Mm-hmm. Quality men. musicians. That's why musicians get all the girls. <laughs> because I mean, I'm just thinking about my home church. Uh, in, in Washington, if you were a girl and you were like, hey, Kev, who at your church would you recommend? There's no one. Because, you know, everybody that I would recommend was married. 
Jay, Ant, they were already married. And the other guys that went to the church that weren't married weren't guys that I would recommend. But if I had a male friend who was looking for a female, there was plenty of girls at the church that I'd be like, yeah, you can date her, 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 her. They're all, you know, good, good, clean girls, college educated and things like that. So I think that's why Christian women are in the issue or situation they're in because you have much more Christian women who are single saved and on fire for the Lord than you do have men. I think in my entire life, there's always been more women in church. Yeah. Single. Even the married women in church, their husbands didn't always come to church. But, um, yeah, there, there's, there was always, um, there was always, uh, a plethora of, of single ladies. So my, my official take is absolutely, uh, I, I'm all for it. Um, if you, if that's how you find love or that's how you are found, Godspeed. Good luck to you. And, and it does suck being a woman in church because there's just not as many people. There's not as many people for you to today. Any final thoughts, Liz? No final thoughts. This has been our very first love hour. Um, we're going to do it weekly. We're going to do it weekly. We're going to figure out the best way to do it. I had a fantastic time. Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it. Good. We spent a lot of time uh, figuring this out. And, you know, it's a work in progress. But I, I want to voice my happiness. I think you can voice happiness as well as unhappiness. Because I've been wanting to do something with Liz for a very long time. Is this you voicing the unhappiness? This is voicing happiness. Well, don't get too happy. Why? Because I don't like working with you. See, this is the true <laughs> stuff. This is what happens when the microphone is off. I'm a perfectionist, and I want everything to be perfect. But we have some... I'm just very happy that we did this. It may not have been perfect, but I'm more excited to do something with you than to do something perfectly without you. Game. <laughs> Game. Game. So remember, send your question to Kev on stage at Gmail. Dear Kevin List, there's nothing on limits. If there's anything off limits to you, List, is there anything off limits that you won't talk about? I'm sure there are, and I won't answer them when they come up. <laughs> there's nothing off limits for me. I mean, outside of like, what is you guys' favorite sexual position? Like, intimate details like that but if there's a question that you have and we want to and and you need answered and you're being serious sometimes people play around stuff like that but if you're being serious we will take a serious look at it and do our best to help you i've been kev on stage she's been miss kev on stage we've been your host for the very first love hour happy new year eat healthy work out turn to your neighbor and say god is able <laughs> turn God is able. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330. Or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. 
upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.